Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Let it not be said that I don't keep my promises. If you recall back a couple of months uh, in our series of programs, and they're ongoing, we've got a couple more coming up about the uh, year of mercy that we are in right up until uh, Advent begins and we find out what the uh, Holy Father is going to bring us for next year. Um, We had one of our guests uh, talk about um, several of the important works of mercy surrounding praying for the living and the dead, burying the dead. Of course, our director of cemeteries, Carmen Kaleo. And at the time, I said uh, when the uh, fall open houses would be coming up, we'd have him on again and uh, talk a little bit about specifically those and uh, what you can expect from those open houses. So that's what we're going to do today. Carmen is back here in the studio. Carmen, thanks for coming back. Thank you very much for having me, Greg. Nice to have you in. So uh, for once, normally our timing just doesn't work out for whatever reason, either Carmen's schedule or my schedule. We're actually ahead of all the open houses for uh, this fall round. So uh, they're starting up next week, right? Definitely. In fact, the first one up uh, is Saturday, September 17th, and that's at St. Adalbert Cemetery in Lancaster. Uh, and that will run from nine in the morning into, into, excuse me, until two in the afternoon. And following that, we're actually staggering them. Uh, in the past, we've held them once weekly. We're actually making them every other week. So uh, after the seventeenth with Saint Adalbert, uh, it's going to be the first of October uh, again from nine until two in the afternoon at Holy Cross Cemetery in Lackawanna. And then two weeks after that, on the fifteenth of October. Uh, again, all Saturdays from 9 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon, and that one's at Mount Olivet Cemetery in Kenmore. Okay. Uh, and just because I want to make sure that uh, we get it in and we'll talk about it uh, maybe a little bit as we go on the program here as well because we're going to do some talk about uh, pre-planning and making some of these decisions and maybe give people some tips and pointers. Uh, by the way, anything we talk about on the program, if uh, you look up buffalocatholiccemeteries.org, uh, couldn't be any simpler, very easy. Um, in fact, if you type Catholic Cemeteries Buffalo into Google, you're going to get it. Any of the search engines, it will come up. If any of the things we talk about today, there's more information available there as well. You have one more event after the open houses that might be interesting to people, right? In terms yeah, we of, have. Uh, uh, we did this in the spring and it was a, it was uh, very well uh, attended. Uh, we're doing another cremation seminar, and actually we're holding it on uh, October 19th at Holy Cross Cemetery in Lackawanna, and we're doing that in conjunction with Charles Castiglia and his funeral uh, home operation. And uh, anything, you know, cremation, as we've talked about in the past, continues uh, to be more popular as an option for families. Uh, we're doing our best to provide as many options for them as possible. but And because of that, there there are a myriad of options to go through. Right. And, uh, there, and there are many questions that families have regarding cremation. So this is an excellent opportunity for people to come out and, and get answers to those questions. All right. So uh, that will be October 19th. First up are the open houses. One of the things I thought we might uh, do today is uh, give people maybe a, a little sneak preview of 
some of that. Uh, all of our cemeteries are unique properties, um, uh, offering a, a myriad of features, options, etc. So um, I thought maybe, Carm, we could talk about some of those and, and start right with St. Adelbert, since that's uh, where you're going to be next week with your first open house. Tell us just a little bit about that that property. What makes it unique? You know, we've had a, a brief history with St. Adelbert, uh, which technically is not one of our of our, our own cemeteries that under our, our jurisdiction. We're actually managing that cemetery for St. John Canty uh, Church. Uh, but it's a beautiful cemetery. There's actually two cemeteries. Uh, the one that people are most familiar with is the one out on Broadway in the town of uh, Lancaster. Uh, beautiful little cemetery. There's the original cemetery that came that, that started with St. Adelbert is actually uh, on the Cheektowaga Buffalo border on Dale Road, uh, not far from the Galleria Mall. And uh, that cemetery, uh, because it's been around a long time, uh, there's really not much space left. Yeah. So the future of St. Adelbert is all in the town of Lancaster. Uh, they've got probably pretty close to 75 acres. Uh, we, since we've been involved now over the last three years, uh, we've added uh, a new mausoleum for them, St. John Canty Mausoleum. And most recently, uh, which really, really came out really nice and people have taken to it, is St. John Paul II Burial Garden. And we put a beautiful columbarium in there to hold, you know, we have obviously burial, you know, traditional burial in this section along with this columbarium for the placement of cremated remains. And sitting on top of that columbarium is a beautiful statue, bronze statue of St. John Paul II that really, really looks great. When you first come into the cemetery and you go straight down, it'll be on your left-hand side. You can't miss it. So those are the additions that we've made. Uh, plenty of space available, plenty of options for families now that we've increased and added to this parish cemetery. So you've got several cremation options. In fact, we're actually now in the fall, we're going to be adding more cremation options. We're going to add uh, right around that columbarium some actual cremation graves in and around that uh, columbarium. So that will give families even more options. And we're actually looking to add onto a few of the existing mausoleums that are already there, a few banks of niches that we can actually add onto the front of the building. Uh, just because there really hasn't been enough uh, cremation options at St. Adalbert, we're actually now going to be adding to those significantly. Okay, terrific. You mentioned two things, and by the way, Carmen Kaleo is Director of Cemeteries for our Diocese of Buffalo. BuffaloCatholicCemeteries.org is the website. Um, one being, um, just just maybe as an aside, you mentioned the space issue at the old cemetery at at Saint Adalbert's, which is obviously why they you know uh, began the other property and and and, and purchased more uh, land to to be able to uh, continue to offer their services there. That, that's got to be a challenge for you as an operator, right? In, uh, space at any cemetery. I mean, you have a finite amount of land. Right. Exactly. And, you know, people always ask, you know, there, I don't know of any other organization, and I'll say business as well, uh, that has the challenge that we have in the cemetery uh, industry because, we, you know, the same plot of land that we sold to a family back in 1900, probably for maybe as little as $25, we're still cutting that grass today. So, you know, in, in most businesses, you know, you're selling something that, you know, the money comes in and you're delivering a product. It's, it's kind of happening at the same time. Whereas for us, you know, we've had to put 
some money aside into a permanent maintenance fund to take care of this. So, you know, it's a challenge and, and there is a life cycle for a cemetery. I mean, you only have so much land. Now, with again, with cremation, that's expanded the lifespan sure. because you can get several, you can get many more cremation burials in a given site than you would compared with a traditional. But it is a challenge and some, there is a life cycle to a cemetery. We need to plan properly. And, uh, you know, in, in the case of St. Adalbert, they had a time where they were able to buy land out in the town of Lancaster, far and away from the church that was origin- that was in, the, you know, in downtown Buffalo in the city. So, yeah, there, there, it's a challenge. Uh, and uh, you, you try to make the best you can and, and make the most that you can in, in, in offering – uh, and offering those burials and burial rites for families. But at some point, uh, we will run out of land, but that cemetery will be maintained for perpetuity, forever yeah. how long that is. Uh, the other mm-hmm. thing that uh, that you mentioned about St. Adalbert's, uh, specifically the new John Paul II garden, the, the beautiful statue, our cemeteries, and really most cemeteries, they're, they're really beautiful places. I mean, they kind of capture the history of a of an of an area wherever it might be in this case you know buffalo western new york kind of a time period um many of the stones are are beautiful pieces of art um and that's certainly one of the highlights of our of our cemeteries and we encourage people to visit Right. Yeah, Greg, you know, cemeteries are for the living. You know, people always ask me the obvious of what we do. But everything we do when we talk about our masses and our open houses and our bereavement services, they're all for those that are left behind. And and when they come to our cemeteries, you know, we are an extension of the parish community. And when you come into our cemeteries and you see our beautiful statuary and our our stained glass, you know, it's all about everything we've been taught and, and everything that we, you know, when we have our masses, we pray for our deceased loved ones, knowing one day that we will be reunited again at, at some day, at some point. And so when you come through and you go through the grounds and into our buildings, you know, you're going to see those visible signs of our faith. You know, the, the beautiful window at the stained glass window at Mount Olivet's Resurrection Mausoleum, beautiful depiction of the resurrection. But, uh, but we have statuary throughout and to remind people, you know, that, that this, this is an extension of the parish community and they can come here to pray just like they do in their, in their local church. Uh, certainly uh, you, you, your next open house in October at Holy Cross, um, those are grounds that, I mean, they, they almost resonate with history in our diocese in that part of the, of, of the Buffalo area. Holy Cross is our largest and oldest cemetery. Yeah. Their, their first burials date back to the 1850s. And it's it's close to 200 acres. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful setting right in the backdrop of the beautiful basilica, which is right behind us. And again, to go through, and that was Father Baker's original burial site. And Father Baker was very much involved with that cemetery. Uh, in helping to build it up at, at, during his tenure, in addition to the w- wonderful homes of charity that he built, so he was a big part of that cemetery, and and we have a beautiful section named after him, a lawn crib garden that, that's named in his honor, and so uh, there in itself too, we have numerous burial options for families. We just added uh, more cremation options at, at Holy Cross. We opened up actually, speaking of the basilica, we opened up a, a new burial garden, Our Lady of Victory Burial Garden, uh, that has a beautiful depiction of Our Lady of Victory uh, on a granite feature. And so, again, uh, when people come to these open houses, uh, depending on where they live and, and which cemetery or, you know is best for them, they will find numerous additions uh, to our 
uh, our sites, numerous burial options that have been expanded, and and families have a lot of questions. And this yeah. is the time to do it uh, in a in a in a scenario where you can sit down and talk, just like you and you and I are in a very relaxed atmosphere. Because there are options, there are very several payment options for families. So it's it's an educational process for them, and this is a perfect opportunity for that. And we're going to talk about some of those options in the second part of the program. Uh, maybe just before we uh, go to our break, we'll uh, mention, you already did, in fact, you mentioned the mausoleum, the beautiful window, um, in particular, the resurrection window at Mount Olivet Cemetery. In many ways, that probably, I mean, for, for me, I think in many ways is kind of our uh, um, signature cemetery of the Diocese of Buffalo. I mean, that just kind of represents the potential of of all the things we try to do. Exactly. I mean, that 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 window in itself. You know, when people come in and see that, and when the sun, because of where that window is, when the sun is coming up in the morning in the east, and and it just reflects through that window, it, it, the, the reflection on the crypt spaces and, and the fronts, and it's just a, it's just absolutely beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. Uh, Open houses at all of those cemeteries coming up uh, starting at St. Adelbert next Saturday. And we're going to talk more about um, those and our pre-planning options with Carmen Kaleo, our director of cemeteries. We'll be right back. The Western New York Catholic is sponsoring a pilgrimage to Fatima and Lourdes, March 16th to the 28th. This unique pilgrimage celebrates the 100th anniversary of the apparitions of the Blessed Mother at Fatima and will be led by the Vicar General for the Diocese of Buffalo, Monsignor David Slebecki. Go to wnycatholic.org slash Fatima now and join us for an information night at St. Joseph Cathedral on October 19th. To learn all about this very special pilgrimage, visiting Fatima and Lourdes. Learn more at wnycatholic.org slash Fatima. Make your voice heard. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. And visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org. I'm Greg Prince. Thanks for joining me again this week on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Of course, um, we didn't plan this. I'm sure some of you thought it at the beginning of the program. It is, of course, the 15th anniversary today of the the 9-11 tragedy, and that uh, was a complete coincidence in terms of us having uh, Carmen on and, and talking about uh, our Catholic cemeteries today. And But it is a reminder for us I think that, and we talked about it the last time that Carmen was in, um, if you look at the works of mercy, the the spiritual and corporal works of mercy, um, our Catholic cemeteries, our bereavement ministries, they represent three of those works of mercy, you know, um, bury the dead, pray for the living and the dead, comfort the sorrowful. Um, and, and our cemeteries are, are certainly great uh, places for that. And uh, coming up, they have open houses that um, uh, are an opportunity to kind of learn more about our our cemeteries, but kind of begin what uh, uh, Carmen, um, you know, always talks about. And we never think about, I think, uh, the, the whole pre-planning with your, uh, with, with your burial needs, your burial options. Uh, Carmen, just refresh us on the dates of the open houses again. Yeah, this, uh, next week, uh, Saturday the 17th of September at St. Adalbert Cemetery in Lancaster. Two weeks after that, on the 1st of October, it's at Holy Cross Cemetery 
in, uh, in Lackawanna. And two weeks after that, on the 15th of October, it is at Mount Olivet Cemetery in Tonawanda. And all three of those are from 9 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. Now, you mentioned, of course, earlier that um, really our ministry and our cemeteries are about the living and, uh, you know, meeting uh, meeting our needs now, um, providing a place where, where people can remember their loved ones. And, uh, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of this segment here about uh, pre-planning. We, we always talk about it. But um, one of the things we don't talk about as often, um, it's great to think about pre-planning for ourselves, right? We want to do that. We want to attend these open houses. We want to kind of kind of get the ball rolling, start to think about that so we're not taken by surprise. But what happens in a lot of cases, and um, I'm thinking about this because uh, um, uh, you guys come in, you record your uh, – if people hear uh, the um, Catholic Cemetery commercials on the radio at different times, you know, we come in and we, we do those here in the studio, many of those. Um, and one of the things you talk about, right, is um, having to, to do the same thing for your family members and that's often an unexpected Thing. I mean, we don't even think about pre-planning for ourselves. Then all of a sudden, mom or dad is in the hospital. It might be a sibling. A, you know, it could be a grandparent. And then you're put in the position of trying to make decisions for them. You know, it's it, it, it's it, Greg. You're you're very right. I mean, obviously, our message is directed usually to to people that uh, have gone through their lives now, and maybe their children have grown up. Uh, they've gone through college. Maybe they've 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 had uh, weddings, and and now they're looking now to the next phase of their life. And we talk about this. You know, do you have an aging plan where you're you know you're planning your retirement, you're planning. Uh, and, and again, we come into the into this discussion because you know taking care of these things now and not leaving it to your children is is what this is all about. But we have seen, uh, you know, uh, we have had a, a number of occurrences now where we've had uh, the children that are, are struggling and coming in because their parents haven't made that decision. So, you know, even our message mostly is directed to folks that are into their 50s and 60s. We have dealt with, with several of the siblings in the, who are maybe only in their 30s and 40s, in some cases 20s, where there's been a sudden death in the family. And now they've, they're faced with that and they're struggling with it. So, you know, it, we've seen that in you know, it's it's very difficult to talk to somebody who's maybe in their 20s and 30s about making that decision. But what invariably happens is then when they're thrust into that, it, it's a very tumultuous and, and very difficult time in their life. And now they're struggling with this. But then many of them, because they're, they're, they're making that decision for their families, a lot of them are making, the, making that selection for themselves because they want to be near their parents, things that they probably never would have thought about. And uh, it's a difficult thing. It really is. Uh, and really all the more reason, right, for um, if you're in that situation now, um, that's pretty much where I am. You've gone through it yourself, as a matter of fact, in terms of, you know, making these <laughs> making these plans because you don't want to leave it up to your kids, right? No, obviously, I, I, I need to talk the talk, so to speak here. <laughs> so, you know, I had uh, for my parents, you know, things were already set up in advance. And my mom passed away a little over a year ago. And, uh, you know, her 
Her space was already taken care of at, at, at Gate of Heaven Cemetery in Lewiston. We had already made arrangements with the funeral home, you know, ahead of time. Not that they made that any easier when, when the time came and my mom passed away. Uh, it wasn't a sudden thing, so that, that maybe, you know, we were a little more prepared for that, but it's still always a difficult thing. And, uh, but knowing, you know, in, in our case, those things were, were already done. And it was just a case of, you know, calling the funeral director and having them come in and, and, and do the things that they do uh, to set things up for a, for a wake and, 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 you know, funeral mass and everything else. So uh, it made it easier doing that. Uh, and even for some of my family, I've tried to discuss that with them as much as I could or can to let them know. And, and some of them have, some of them haven't. Uh, but, you know, it, it, for me and my sister, I think it would just made it that much easier, obviously, knowing we didn't have to make those decisions. Again, it's kind of an aside. You mentioned the um, funeral director, working with the funeral directors, the funeral homes. And if people haven't thought about their burial arrangements, they probably haven't thought about that either. Right. And, and you have excellent relationships with our funeral directors. We do. And when we sit down with families, uh, we'll encourage them, you know, if they've come to us first, because we will ask, have, have you picked a funeral director? And we won't, you know, we, we, we're not in a position where we recommend sure. right. because right. usually families have been dealing with funeral directors or the funeral home you know, for generations, and they've developed that relationship. So, but we do encourage them, you know, if they've made the, the choice with us, that they should continue that and take care of that very important part of this as well. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> and uh, something that we don't often uh, think about, as we mentioned before. And, and I'm wondering, as we talk today, uh, are there things um, maybe that people should be aware of, like like when they come to me, that like, is, is there that one thing that um, people just haven't considered that you hear all the time if people are starting their pre-planning process? Um, you know, you're saying when they come to us. Yeah, first, when they come to when they come. And meet you know, with you. we we try to and we give them actually a document. It's a personal record guide that we give them, which really helps them organize all of their important papers and oh, things that they need to keep in play. And it's it's a it's a document that was prepared uh, through the uh, Catholic Cemetery Conference several several years ago, and it really organizes things for people and gets things in order, uh, financial things in order, and just uh, you know information about addresses and dates of birth and all the things that they will need someday when they are sitting down. So it And it helps them organize all of this in a way that it's there for them, especially now what's this record guide. They can keep everything in one place so they know where it is. And you know that helps tremendously when they have to answer certain questions with the funeral director perhaps or whether it's even with um, the banks or Social Security, a lot of different things that they will now have information readily available for them to handle that. It actually makes me think if people are coming in to, to meet with you and maybe not necessarily at the at the open houses, which is kind of a starting point for people to kind of learn about this. Are there things that um, they should know that you're going to need from them like that, that they should be prepared for when they come meet with you? Uh, coming for the, for the yeah, uh, open yeah. houses? Uh, not so much. I think, you know, uh, once we sit down with them and, you know, it's pretty much a process. They're coming to us now. They know uh, because now we've mailed out something to families, okay. a, a, a piece, a mail piece that will explain pretty much what's going to be happening there. So they know when they come there that they're going to be talking about uh, burial options. And they may not know themselves when they come in what type of burial option they're going to be selecting. We obviously then will, you know, will present that to them. We'll ask them, are you thinking, you know, a full body burial perhaps or cremation? 
and in many cases, they're not quite sure. They, they, they're very inquisitive when it comes to cremation today because it's very much on the minds of people. As I said, it's been it's it's something that's been growing now, even in the 26 years that I've been the director of this of the cemeteries. You know, as a percentage of our burials back even before I got started, as long as we have statistics, cremation was only about four percent of the burials that were taking place in our cemetery. Today, it's almost a third. So, and that's within the last 30 years. And uh, so, you know, for them, they can come here. And as you say, it may be a snapshot now. We may not be able to answer everything okay. for them. Yeah. But if they're interested in that cemetery and that's why they're coming to that open house, then obviously we can show them their options. And they may make that decision that morning or that afternoon. Or they may want to come back after they've had time to think about it. But at least we give them and we'll give them documentation that they can take with them so that if they're not ready to make that decision, they've got information that they can refer back to and eventually come back. Uh, first open house next Saturday at St. Adalbert, right? 17th of September from 9 to 2 at St. Adalbert Cemetery. Okay, great. Uh, and uh, the other two follow uh, two, two week weeks apart, right? Two weeks Good. apart. October 1st at St. at uh, I'm sorry, at Holy Cross Cemetery in Lancaster in Lancaster in Lackawanna. <laughs> and two weeks after that at Mount Olivet Cemetery in Tanawan. And again, all from 9 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. And then again, you mentioned cremation here again at the end. Back at Holy Cross on the 19th of October. Wednesday right? the 19th at 6.30 in the evening at Holy Cross Cemetery in conjunction with uh, the Castiglia Funeral Home down that way. Yeah, if people have specific questions about cremation, that would be the, the time to get them answered, right? That would definitely be the time to talk to both the funeral director and the cemeterian. Uh, Carmen, always a pleasure having you, you in, uh, you, know, uh, you know, and uh, especially, you know, again, we think about the great works of mercy that you do on this kind of significant, unfortunately, day in our history on this uh, September 11th and uh, uh, keep up the good work. Just real quick, we have a newsletter that our fall newsletter that that uh, is coming out probably within the next two weeks. It is available on our website as well because we there are uh, families uh, that that subscribe to our free newsletter, but it is available on our website or will be when this next one comes up to give them everything that's taking place this fall. Uh, BuffaloCatholicCemeteries.org is the place to go for that. Again, anything that we talked about with Carmen, you can find information about it there. Carmen, thanks again for coming in today. Thank you very much, Greg. As always, uh, if you go to BuffaloDiocese.org, anything about the diocese is linked there, uh, including our podcast. If you go down under the news and media section and also WNYCatholic.org, the namesake of this program as well. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org.